Hey everybody, welcome to the Soulful Eclectic. I am your host, Diana Collins, and I want to welcome you to today's episode. Um, <clears throat> if you are tuning in for the first time, thank you so much for tuning in. I appreciate you. I appreciate you taking the time to listen to what I have to say today. And if this is you returning, I want to say thank you, thank you, thank you, and welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. I appreciate you. I appreciate your time. I appreciate you tuning in, listening, even if you're washing dishes while we're playing in the background. I don't care. I appreciate you because you're in the numbers, and that's all that counts for me because something that I'm saying will resonate with you, and I appreciate you for that. So I want to give a quick shout out to WUBI Ubiquity Radio and TV services. If you did not listen to last week's episode, I did a whole rundown on WUBI Ubiquity Radio and me being involved with Ubiquity Radio and Roku and being live and working on that live streaming. So if you have not chimed into that one, please go back to the podcast and listen to what's happening. But if not, I'll give you a quick rundown. We're on the radio now, WUBI.live, and we're also on Roku TV, so you can type in WUBI Ubiquity Radio on your Roku, if you have a Roku TV, and look us up and be a part of the numbers. It's a brand new everything, all right, and we got a lot coming down, we got a lot starting, and we got a lot to come, so please, if you haven't chimed in, please do so. Also... Um, Divine Nubian Essentials, skin and hair care products. I'm telling you, we've been moving this line like crazy. And um, we did a couple of pop-ups the past few months, starting in September through December. The last one that I'm doing for the year is going to be this Saturday. And it's going to be in Tempe, Arizona on 1140 Almeida, West Almeida. Uh, suite number one, so you can chime on over, chime on over, <laughs> come on over and um, purchase from a various number of vendors, myself included. Um, again, it's Divine Nubian Essentials, and if you are not able to come down to the pop-up shop, you can definitely find us online at DivineNubianEssentials.com, and that's www.DivineNubianEssentials.com. And I'm also on Instagram, so you can send me a message on Instagram as well, and I can shoot you to the website. Um, and also, we have education, uh, college education resource management, which is a great tool for any student that is in the healthcare arena, whether you're in high school, taking high school classes as a CNA, LPN, medical assistant, or you're moving on and you're going in for your registered nurse, your bachelor's in nursing science, or your master's in nursing science, uh, look us up and we'd be happy to tutor you in any of those arenas. Uh, we have different specialty nurses that work with us and um, definitely can point you in the right direction and get you back on course if you're off course. And if you're on course and you just want to beef up that grade, we can do that too. Come have a t- chat with us. Anyway, <coughs> pardon me. I don't know if you can hear it in my voice, but I am coming down with a little something. I don't know what this something is. It feels like allergies right now because, um, like I said, I've been doing a couple of pop-up shots. I know it's not COVID. I took a COVID test. Um, so I know it's not COVID, um, and it does not yet feel like the flu. But um, I, you know what? I don't know what it is about people who smoke, and, I, and I'm not saying anything about anyone. The healthcare practitioner in me always is educating about the risk of smoking 
cigarettes, smoking, marijuana. I mean, there's risks with anything when you break down and change the chemical makeup and you're inhaling it into your lungs. It's going to cause damage. Um, be that, being that said, um, I don't know what it is. is people who want to smoke in your presence and, and, and you know, and not even be respectful and say, uh, is it okay if I smoke? Oh, I'm sorry. Or anything like that. I mean, the gentleman did try to like put it to the side, but you're in my face with this smoke. Seriously? Um, <coughs> excuse me. But anyways, I'm thinking that irritated my lungs just a little bit because I work out in the, in the park three days a week. And, um, yeah, somebody in the park, a group of people in the park were smoking while we were around where we were, the group of us were working out. So that kind of irritated my lungs as well. And now here I sound like this. So this is my sexy raspy, um, radio voice for today, um, due to this, uh, irritation. I'm praying it doesn't go anything further. Like I said, I took a COVID test and it's not anything with COVID. Um, and I know the flu is going around, which is what has prompted me to come on today and talk a, a little bit about that because um, I'm noticing people as they're walking around, how they're coughing and sneezing and, you know, just passing these germs around. And I think a lot of people have forgotten what we have just come through and still are going through when it comes to COVID. So I just wanted to come on really quickly again and talk a little bit about that because um, we don't know what the health state of any one person is. And I know people like, well, I'm not responsible for your health. And you know what? It's a neighborly thing to do. And it's the responsible thing to do as human beings. And I'm always consciously thinking about the other person and I don't want them to become ill because I don't know what, what, they're fighting in their day-to-day -day life, right? Um, especially those of us in the black and brown community, we have a lot of health issues. Uh, myself personally, I do not, thank God, um, but I do have some funky thing going on with my cholesterol, which I'm gonna figure that out because um, I don't eat meat and my cholesterol should not be going up. Uh, so that's my concern that I'm working on. It's probably the coconut oil, but I have to do the research to find that out. But uh, anyways, I digress. But yeah, so we don't know what any one person is fighting. And like we know in the black and brown community, a lot of us are living with hypertension, diabetes, uh, hyperlipidemia, cholesterol issues, right? Um, and then not to mention all those symptoms, we either have one or several others, other comorbidities to go along with it, which when you have multiple comorbidities oh that's other diseases that you're living with um so say hypertension with diabetes who came first the chicken or the egg right um but living with both you can also have other issues because those disease process wear on the heart the the kidneys right and then your eyes your feet your your extremities your nerves. So it all kind of works together. So you have to be mindful of yourself, one, and how you're feeling, and then how you're taking that out into the community is the other. All right. And, and that's what I want to share today. Uh, I know I've talked about this way back when COVID came in, but I think it's worth mentioning again, especially now that we have um, 
in the midst of a heightened flu, COVID, and RSV season. So I'm just going to break each one of these down. Um, again, it's the healthcare professional in me. I always tell people, do your own research about different things. Don't take the word of one practitioner or one individual. It's up to you to also find out your information um, as well and vet your information as well. So um, just like I'm going to vet my own information when someone gives it to me, I expect those out there to also do the same. Um, but here's one, we'll start off with the flu um, because it's, it's something that we all can relate to. Everyone's saying, get your flu shot, get your flu shot, get your flu shot. Here's what I say about flu shots. It's totally up to you. I'm not going to sit here and get on a bandwagon one way or the other because we each have that ability to choose. It's our right to choose whether we do or we don't. Um, and I'm not going to sit here and, you know, beat you over the head with information about whether why you should or vice versa, why it's not good for you. I'm not going to do that because you have to make your own decision. And you're definitely not going to sit here and say, well, Diana Collins, she's a nurse practitioner and she's on, has a podcast and she said, nah, you, you, you ain't going to get me like that because that's not going to happen. So I'll you do you and then um go from there okay i am just a vessel to deliver the information um to you and then you can take and do with it the dance you want to do with it as you so choose but flu or you know is also known as influenza it's that that it's a mild illness right and sometimes if you have other comorbidities it does cause uh, a serious injury and exacerbation and it can lead to death if left untreated um, and why what I mean by other comorbidities is usually those individuals who are living with those diseases like I talked about hypertension diabetes um, lung disease COPD chronic obstructive pulmonary disorder um, as which includes asthma emphysema bronchitis those kinds of things those individuals are at higher risk of of dying if left untreated um, and influenza if you don't know is a viral disease it is not one that can be treated with antibiotics it has to be treated with antivirals um, so you do have to get a flu test and get diagnosed and then put be placed on a medication um, the medication is prescribed it is not something you can buy over the counter so um, and it's only effective in the first um, 24 hours, 24 to 72 hours of you being um, symptomatic. So the first symptom of the flu. Um, so some of the things that we have find that some some individuals um, can it can go suddenly. Like one day you're feeling great, the next day you're like feeling like your world crashed down. And then for others, it can happen uh, gradually. So it depends on the individual. Uh, so you don't base it off of, you know, fan oh, well, you know, my my friend next door, he had, you know, the flu and, you know, he was sick for like five, six, seven, ten days. And, you know, I don't want to go through that. You can't compare your flu to somebody else's flu, your neighbor's flu or anything like that. You don't know what life they're living, what comorbidities they have that's going to either extend or shorten their flu symptom. So please, please, please treat it as an individual. You 
yours, yours alone, not based on someone else's symptom, um, symptomology. Um, some people do have fevers. Um, not everyone has a fever, so please know that. Um, so don't say, oh, I don't have a fever, so it can't be the flu. That is not true. Not everyone who presents with the flu presents with a flu, with the fever. Um, but some people do feel like they're maybe feverish and do have some chills. Um, you do have, some people do have a cough, sore throat, um, runny nose, almost feels like your, your sinuses are draining, um, muscle body aches, fatigue, headaches. Um, some people, you, you have some that will have some diarrhea, uh, some nausea, some vomiting, um, uh, <coughs> excuse me. Um, that is typically most common in kids, but again, depending on what other comorbidities that you are living with, it could be a possibility for you too. Um, so definitely um, take a look at that and get checked out as soon as you start to feel outside of yourself, which is why I always tell patients and, and give advice to individuals is that when you are at your best health, that is when you want to go in and see your doctor. Establish that baseline of health, that baseline of wellness that you have so that when you do come in and you do complain of something ailing you, something not being right, they have something to work with because three months ago, six months ago, when you presented to the office, you didn't have any of these things going on and now here you are and you have all this symptomology. A lot of us want to go to the doctor when we are feeling at our worst, which is true, you do, but you also want to go when you're feeling better. That way they have a baseline of results and how you feel. And when you present with illnesses, they have something to work from, right? And compare it to not you always coming in sick and, you know, every visit is only when you're sick. That's, that's not good for you. Um, set yourself up for success in your health care and be an adequate member of your health care team and come in, establish a baseline so that we know when your systems are disrupted, what it looked like when it was working at its best, right? And whatever its best is, okay? I'm not saying 100%. If you're functioning at 70, 80% and that is your best and you feel great, then fine. Go in and establish then and that way that's at your best, whatever your best is, not someone else's. Um, most people who do get the flu um, do recover in a few days or, or less, maybe two weeks, depending again on their other comorbidities that they're living with. So please, this is just a guideline. Um, if you have other thing, health issues going on, please don't expect to be two or three days and you're back up and running again because that is not effective. Um, most people, um, if left untreated and it continues to go on and it gets worse, it does develop into what we call pneumonia. Um, so when that happens, definitely there's a lot of lung involvement and problems with your breathing and an increased buildup of mucus that is preventing your lungs from getting that air in and out. So therefore, uh, you need to definitely be seen because that is a complication um, and can be life-threatening depending on whatever else you have going on. Some people do have sinus and ear infections, uh, with, which is a moderate complication from the flu. Um, and we consider pneumonia a serious complication of the flu. Um, 
again, remember the flu is a virus infection and um, pneumonia can be a virus as well. Or you can get a bacterial infection which is going to cause the pneumonia. So if you are ever get treated with a back, uh, antibiotic and you were diagnosed with the flu, nine times out of ten you develop pneumonia which is why they had to give you the antibiotic. That is the only time that you will be given an antibiotic is if you have something bacterial going on. Viral, you're going to get an antiviral medication. Um, again, remember if you have other comorbidities, the flu can trigger other infl inflammations in different areas like um, your heart. Um, we've had patients come in with myocarditis, um, so uh, inflammation in, inflammation of the cardiac tissue uh, muscle. We have patients who've come in with some issues with their brain uh, called encephalitis. Uh, definitely is again that's at the heightened left untreated the virus is running rampant when it starts to really get into those muscles it's called rhabdomyosis um, and that's just your it's your muscle tissue okay and then again if left untreated guys this is not like the the horror symptoms of everything these symptoms are the flu complications if it is left untreated or not treated properly, okay? Um, if, again, left untreated, you can have multiple organ failure, uh, respiratory, and which is your lungs and kidney failure as well. Um, <coughs> what we call when we have multiple um, organ failures and triggers and exacerbations this can lead to what we call sepsis and that's when you're really heading in that life-threatening um infection sepsis is it's it's gotten into the bloodstream and is heading all, all over the place all right so people who um again have chronic health issues these problems can be made worse because of your already uh state of health um, and that's, again, depending on, this is all just information, right? And something for you to think about, something for you to, to have in the back of your brain. But um, it's also something that we as a community don't get to talk about very often because um, many of us don't have health insurance. Many of us don't go to the doctor unless we're at our worst. And, you know, let's let's try to prevent us from getting to our worst, right? Um, especially if you have asthma, um, your asthma attacks are going to be heightened or exacerbated during the flu season. Um, and people who have chronic heart disease um, may also have other issues that are triggered by the flu as well. Um, and just remember that we all can get sick from the flu and it doesn't matter what your age is. The kids and the old elderly are... Uh, worst affected with the flu so wipe down surfaces um go back to the fist bump elbow bump whatever or if you do shake hands make sure you carry the hand sanitizer same thing we were doing during COVID. as i said we've gone away from doing all those things but now we need to do that wash your hands wipe down surfaces with your antibacterial wipes and things like that um 
but you also want to protect the skin, right? So make sure that if you're going to clean it, you want to put some, some kind of barrier on your hands as well to help protect it from um, open areas and uh, other infections getting into the body. Uh, so, as I said, individuals, the youth and the elderly and anyone who has um, any other comorbidities are at higher risk. That includes the individuals who are 65 and older, which if you are 65 and older, most of your practitioners are going to say, make sure you get your pneumonia shot, your COVID shot, your flu shot, probably RSV as well, and also your shingles. Um, and again, your choice, not my business, whether you do or you don't. That's totally up to you. I'm not going to sit here and advocate either way, again, because that is a battle that today is not one I want to fight, all right, or go into. Um, so who else is at risk? Our, our individuals who are 65 and older, um, anyone that has chronic medical conditions, and those are the medical conditions I, re I talked about and also um, not to limit it to, but diabetes, asthma, heart disease, anyone who is immunocompromised on any, in any way, be it from cancer, um, autoimmune disease, whatever. Whatever the issues are um, that is causing you to have immunodeficiency, you are at higher risk. Anyone who is pregnant, any children, um, definitely. And we see it a lot in our kids who are in daycare. And they're around other kids and they're like, you got little Tommy who's got his nose running and he's wiping his nose and then touching all the toys. And then now you got Julia going behind and then touching the toys and touching her face and her eyes. And it's just a system made for chaos, right? Uh, and we can't do, the best we can do is wipe things down, right? I said that you, you can't really do too, too much about it but protect our kids by giving them their vitamins, minerals, and their shots, if that's your thing. Again, not going to sit here and argue with you. Um, that's your business. As um, Auntie uh, Tabitha would say, that's your business. Um, I'm not going to get into that. But um, whatever you do to protect yourself, there's all natural ways to protect yourself as well. Um, elderberry, um, Sambuca, not the alcohol. Thank you very much. Uh, <laughs> and other other um, natural remedies, eucalyptus. Um, let me see, echinacea, zinc, magnesium. Not the magnesium that's gonna make you poop your brains out because there is a difference between the two. Um, your vitamin C and your vitamin D. You definitely wanna um, up those. Not to mention your B12 as well and your B vitamin complex. Um, you might want to take some of that to help boost your immune system. If you're not sick, definitely I would say start taking that to help prevent it. It won't stop it, but hopefully it will lessen the symptoms um, that you present with. But um, definitely want to take care of your immune system that is constantly working to take care of you. I did want to point out, too, because a lot of people ask me, how do I know the difference between a regular everyday cold and having the flu? Well, when you have a cold, the symptomology presents um, is gradually, right? It comes on, start with a little sniffles, and you may have a little bit of a runny nose, and then maybe in a couple of days down the road, you start developing a fever. So it comes on gradual. 
for most people who get the flu, it's quick. Yesterday you felt amazing. You went to the gym, you worked out, you had dinner with friends and did all these great things. And then next thing you know, you wake up, your body's aching and you feel like somebody ran over you with a Mack truck. With a cold, it's very rare that you may, may have a fever. Same with um, influenza. Um, flu, some people do have, you get those, the hot chills. So you do, some will have a fever as well. Um, and the last up to three to four days is, is the common tra trajectory of it. You have slight aches when it comes to, uh, having a regular common cold. It doesn't feel like the, the flu where everything hurts. Like it feels like somebody just hits you with a bat, your back hurts you. Muscles you didn't even know existed hurt, right? Um, you don't have chills with the common cold, but it's very calm, fairly common for you to have chills when it comes to the flu. Um, sometimes there is that, again, that weakness and fatigue, but it is a, a definite symptom of the flu is going to be some fatigue and weakness. You have some sneezing is common with the common cold. Sometimes you have sneezing. It, is, it depends on what's happening, what other things you have going on. So again, this is all general information. Um, <clears throat> you have a mild kind of what we call that hacking cough when it comes to common cold. Um, when it comes to the flu, the it is very common and it can be very severe and it can actually cause some discomfort in chest chest pain and also can cause some scarring. And some people have reported having... Um, some irritation, some like blood tinge sputum, which is your spit phlegm that you cough up. Um, so you definitely want to look at any expectorant or anything that you cough up or blow out of your nose. You want to look to see if there's a color because when you go into the doctor, they're going to ask you um, what color is your your uh, phlegm what color is your mucus when you blow your nose and you can't say "Ooh, I don't know um, you have to give them a color this is how we we help diagnose and help build a treatment plan for you um, from seeing those things so please as disgusting as it may sound look at your phlegm and look at your um, what you blew your nose and the tissue open it blow your nose and open it and look at it and then discard it, wash your hands, all those great things, all right? Um, you do have a congestion, stuffy nose with a common cold. It, it can be hit or miss with the flu. Um, you do have a sore throat, it, again, again, with the common cold, but it's, again, it's a hit and miss. The, usually the sore throat is due from your irritation of your throat from coughing, <coughs> excuse me, frequently. Um, and it's very rare that you have a headache when it comes to the common colds, but it's very common for you to have some kind of head headache in there. Now, I want to give you guys something to work with when it comes to um, our kids and, and, and our, our adults, your older adults and our individuals living with disease processes. Um, when you want to look at the signs and symptoms of the warning signs of the flu when it, it becomes an emergency, again, when it becomes an emergency, let me start off with the babies, with our kids. When their breathing becomes uh, troubled, they have that trouble breathing and it looks like they can't catch their breath and they're breathing really fast, 
um, if their lips turn a different color, you know, bluish in the in tinge, that shows that they're not getting enough oxygen, right? If it feels like they're pulling their ribs in and out when they're breathing, they're struggling to breathe, all right? Chest pain, definitely. Any um, severe muscle pain that prevents the kids from moving, um, especially if they're saying they, they don't want to get up and, and walk or anything. Look at the urine of your children. <coughs> I'm going to talk same with adults, but definitely look at the urine uh, for all parties. I'm, I know we're talking about children right now. Um, dehydration is key because no one wants to eat or drink when they don't feel well, right? And so when you're already compromised, you're making your, your system work that much harder and increasing your metabolism. And this increases your chances of developing dehydration. So you definitely want to make sure you're not dehydrated. Look at the skin. Is it dry? Is it cracking? Look at the tongue, the, the mouth. Is it dry? Is it not red and pink and, you know, moist? Look at the nose. Is the nose dry and cracking, right? Then you can definitely look at the urine. Oh my gosh, please, please, please look at your urine. Look at the kid's urine. If it's starting to get really dark um, and doesn't have that nice pale yellow color, we don't want it like white. It shouldn't come out looking like water because then you're, you're drinking way too much water. You need to back off a little bit. But you should have like a nice light yellow straw colored um, urine stream right? Um, if it starts getting to be darker and darker and darker, you definitely want to um, increase your fluid intake. Um, if they're not eating, then definitely your Pedialytes, Electrolytes, Gatorades, all those things, you want to keep those electrolytes up. If they're crying for your babies, if they're crying and you don't see any tear production, you know that they're dehydrated. Um, we start getting into that, again, that serious uh, area when they are not alert, when they start getting lethargic and they're not responding or interacting when they're awake. Um, <coughs> seizures, fever seizures, febrile seizures are very common when kids, when they get their fevers get too high. Um, I'm just going to use myself and my children as an example. I did not, um, my daughter was younger, she was about two. Um, we couldn't get her fever down. She was literally cooking herself. She was at 104 by the time we got to the emergency room, ended up having bilateral pneumonia, right? And the way I knew it was because she wasn't interacting the way she usually was. And I, again, I was a new mom, young mom. I was still in nursing school, so I didn't have the wealth of knowledge that I have now. When she was a baby, I was literally just starting into that realm. I was a medical assistant. I believe so I had some working knowledge but I didn't have that registered nurse advanced knowledge at that time when she was two so I was working on it <laughs> I wasn't I was working on it I wasn't there yet I was working on it um, but I knew enough to know that if Tylenol and Motrin alternated between the two was not keeping her temperature down and she was not um, interacting with us the way she normally does then I knew it was time for her to go to the emergency room so it's those things that you have to a clue into if your kid is not acting the way they normally act around you even if it's just a little bit that should be your red flag to keep an eye on them fevers above 104 degrees fahrenheit um that is again not being controlled with tylenol motrin and i do alternate between the two 
Um, I think that is very helpful to help bring down a fever and keep a fever down. I know it can mask some other symptomology, so you want to definitely take note of what else is going on and when the fever is, uh, what when it goes down, what it goes down to. So there is a, a, a level of assessing and monitoring the child during this time or any individual during that time <coughs> because, excuse me, again, given Tylenol, and Motrin can mask other symptoms um, as well. Uh, fever and cough that does not improve from taking any cough syrup or anything like that, and you see that it is getting worse. And of course, any any worsening of any of those symptoms, you definitely want to take them in. For the babies, some of this will be repeated with our adults. So when we're looking at our adults, anytime you have difficulty breathing, there's shortness of breath, you can't catch your breath, this is very common for those individuals who are smokers, right? Because we've done damage to our lungs um, and we have some scar tissue. Uh, these symptoms are going to be heightened and uh, more prevalent in those individuals. Um, I not get, I'm not getting anyone's habits of smoking or whatever. And do I smoke? I do not. But I know everyone has their vice and all I can say is, you know, do your due diligence to you. Um, is, you know, that's your choice, your, bu your business, and you do what you do. Um, I'm just going to say when you're looking at achieving your best health, it is best to take the smoking out because it constricts your vessels and decreases the perfusion of blood and minerals and vitamins to those vital organs and other places to help keep yourself healthy. Uh, persistent pain and pressure in your chest or in your um, abdomen region in your belly definitely want to uh, be mindful of that any dizziness confusion oh my goodness a lot of our seniors um, older adults that's how we know they have an infection and it's really getting serious because they have a, a altered mental status change or a change in their mental status they, they become disoriented confused um, they and then when it really gets bad we can't wake them up they have an inability to arouse um, and then as it gets worse and left untreated, it can lead to seizure activity. Um, we talked about urination and dehydration, right? Um, same things. You want to see how much urine output they have, how much are they taking in and how much is coming out. Okay. Because what goes in does come out. So you want to be mindful of, of that, how much hydration they are taken and the type of hydration because people are like oh I drink coffee I had a couple of glasses of wine I'll be fine that's that's water that's high no 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 that's not hydration that's not proper hydration water I know people's like I don't like the taste of water throw some lemon in it throw some cucumber in it whatever you need to do my husband makes the fanciest water known to man you would think I was stepping out of a hotel every day the type of water I get because that's how crisp my water is. He's got some cucumbers, some basil. He's got lemon. He's got a citrus one, whatever. Um, anything to get me to drink water because I don't drink water not because I don't like the taste of it. It's just I'm always on the go and I just totally forget that I need to hydrate. And I know I live in Arizona, people. I know I need to, you know, up the water intake and I, I am... I do try to be a little bit more mindful, so I do carry containers of water with me, and I do leave water in the car with me, 
um, so that I always have it, but it's just me and my mindset. So I have to make a conscious effort to remember to hydrate. Even though we're in the colder seasons, living in a hot climate, you still have to hydrate people. I, I know it's like, oh, but it's not 102 degrees. It doesn't mean you still don't have to drink water. You still have to drink water. Excuse me, as I drink water. <coughs> so not urinating, not peeing, not voiding. All these things are a sign of dehydration. And the same things. You don't look at the patient's nose. I'm patient. I'm sorry. The individual, a family member, yourself, you're going to look in your nose, in your mouth to see if it's moist, um, if you have any cracking areas. Because um, at its worst, I, I don't know if anyone has ever had severe dehydration. I personally have not experienced it to that level. Usually by the time I really feel like I'm dry, I usually feel it in my lips. I'm like, oh my gosh. I can't keep myself. That's when I know I'm really dry. But it does get really bad where individuals get what we call furrows on their tongue. And then you can guys can Google it. If I recall, if I remember, I'll put some of those pictures in my um, show notes so that you can see what furrows look like on the tongue. They are painful. Patients say they are painful. I personally have never experienced furrows of the tongue. But looking at it, it looks painful. They look like like deep crevices uh i don't know if you ever saw pictures of a desert and you see the waves in the desert where the where the wind that the shifted the sand and then you got these little rows that's what it looks like in the tongue and they're painful and it's cracking and it, it, it just and it leaves open areas for uh and further infection um, then you have again your 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 muscle fatigue, your muscle weakness, your muscle pain. When I tell you that muscle pain is um, it can be crippling. It can be crippling. So you definitely want to make sure that if that muscle pain is not relieved with any of the normal NSAIDs, which is the non-steroidal anti-inflammatories, or the other over-the-counter anti-inflammatories like Tylenol or Motrin then you want to go see your provider. This is not you relieving the pain with Percocet or Vicodin or any. No, 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 no. With Tylenol and Motrin, if you're not getting any relief, call your physician or go see your physician. Um, fever and cough that is not um, improving and as you see it getting worse and worse and you start feeling it in your chest. And again, if you're taking a lot of... of Medications like uh, drying agents like Sudafed, Mucinex, uh, Guifenesins, all those things, they can dry you out. So um, just be mindful of how much you're taking and take the proper dosage on the boxes, please, 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 because it will dry you out terrible. And then when you start coughing up that expectorant, that phlegm and things like that, then it's going to have, you may irritate your uh, esophageal lining and cause and then see some blood tinge and then it might freak you out. And it, it just may be due to the fact that you've taken too much and you dried yourself out. So be mindful of how much you're taking, but still also be mindful of what you're spitting up as well. So please do look for, look at it as well. Um, and then again, if any of these conditions worsen, right? So, <coughs> excuse me, that's the flu. Do you see, we just spent all that time talking about that pesky dang flu. So please, cover your mouth. Don't sneeze all big in public. If you know you're sick, don't go out. If you do, please wear your mask. Protect yourself and each other. And I'm saying protect yourself because 
if you're already sick, you're already immunocompromised, which means that if Joe Schmo may not know he's sick and he's outside without a mask and he feels great, he may be carrying something else and then give it on you and then next thing you know, you're sick. So just wear masks when you're going out, especially in large crowds, and then protect yourself and those around you. Um, that's the best thing. I always tell people, you know, I find it crazy that it takes COVID to make people wash their hands and use all these antibacterial things, but be, be careful. Yes, washing your hands with antibacterial soap is great, but you're also killing some of the normal flora, the normal bacteria that maintains that, that balance in your skin. Um, you're also killing off that, so be mindful of how often you're using that. And again, those things are drying agents and can dry your skin. So further protect your skin by putting on a moisturizer after you have washed your hands. Um, and then, of course, if you touch dirty surfaces that's outside of your home or if you're at home and others are sick and you touch surfaces, be mindful of touching your hands to your face. Um, I always suggest to individuals when you're outside and you're coming back in, wash your hands, wash your face. Your face uh, is collecting all the the dirt and things that are out there because you know you between those of us who wear makeup every day. I do not wear makeup every day, um, but I do moisturize and use uh, skin protectant like sunscreen and other moisturizers on my face. So that is a magnet for bacteria and dirt. And also, definitely, if you're wearing makeup, your eyelashes. All those things. So you want to come home and kind of wash your hands, wash your face, put your moisturizer on, and then go about your day. Especially if you're home for the day. <coughs> How about that? Um, and that was something I learned years ago living in New York City because you get all the chemicals and the back draft from um, <laughs> riding the trains and the buses and things like that. So I've always been, I, I, I learned that early because I had bad skin. I had really bad acne as a kid. I was teased about it as a kid. And so um, that's one of the things I actually learned. It's like I came home one day after school and my face looked awful. And it was just, you know, again, acne, all those things, combination of buildup and um, hormones all in one. And I went and I know you guys remember the oxy pads, right? Um, I used those oxy pads on my face because, like I said, I had really bad acne. I even went to the dermatologist and um, the, not the dermatologist, primary care, and she gave me some medication for my face. But um, and I used the 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 pad and I looked at it and I was like, oh my god, it was so dirty. Um, and from that point on, it triggers me like when I'm outside and I come in, I wash my face wash my hands, wash my face, and then put my moisturizer on. Um, and honestly, since I've created Divine Nubian Essentials and my face cream, I have had, I have not had any skin issues. So um, kudos to me for that. And it's no chemicals in there, which is the, the great part that I love about it altogether. Um, so I'm going to just go over and just briefly go through COVID really quick. I know we're being, you know, COVID is in our face, in our face, in our face. But again, remember COVID symptoms. If you have not yet received your free your free COVID test, please um, find, uh, I forget where the website is. If I find it, I'll put it in the show notes as well, um, what the website is. I'm not sure if they're still giving out free tests, but they'll send you like four 
um, tests for you to have at home. I had my kids do it, sent them tests so that they have it um, on hand. And it's just good to have. I mean, it, they have an expiration date. I think I have several of them floating around. But um, just so you can take a swab for yourself and see if you have COVID. Like I said, I swabbed my husband um, when he was sick and to see if he had COVID. But he does not have COVID. He just has the flu right now. But, um, <coughs> um, yes, excuse me. So COVID symptoms we know are, again, resemble that of the flu. You got short of breath, uh, difficulty breathing, um, chest congestion, fever, chills, sore throat. Um, there is definitely some fatigue, headache, some body aches as well. There is some nausea and vomiting as well. Or you can have one or the other or just one. Um, and then with the COVID, to let you know the difference between it being COVID and the flu, COVID, you lose your sense of smell and your sense of taste, all right? Your sense of smell and your sense of taste. And that is a number one that anyone who I have, ex have ex had experienced COVID, anyone who ha I have known who have had COVID, um, they said that sense of that that sense of loss of taste and smell is real. Um, it's really odd and it's, it's, it's definitely real. Um, and remember that your symptoms can range from mild to severe and can appear within two days, two to 14 days after you've been in contact with someone with COVID. So even though um, you say, oh, I haven't been around anyone, but if, if, if it's between the two and 14 days when the last event, like say you went to a convention or something, um, it could be from, from there, uh, definitely. And then if you test positive, you stay and you're asymptomatic, which means you're not having any symptoms, then you should stay away. I think they said five days. I, I have to look at the COVID, the COVID protocol for CDC. But they say you stay home for five days if you're ace or you can go in with a mask if you're asymptomatic. If you're symptoms, then you have to stay home quarantine for five or so days. And again, those extreme symptoms, definitely if you have trouble breathing, you can't catch your breath, you have extreme pain that's not relieved with any medication, you have a new onset of confusion. Um, you, you can't wake up, you have difficulty staying awake, your skin is t turning colors, you got the pale grayish blue skin tone, um, that's just meaning that you're not getting enough oxygen to your skin and through your, um, from your breathing. Look at your, your lips, your nail beds, um, and also your skin tone. Uh, for those of us of color, it's usually like an ashen kind of uh, color that it, we present with. Um, I know some people have this weird saying, well, we can't tell if, yes, you can. Um, please, let's not. Um, and yes, I just looked at the CDC website just now, and they do have free tests. So it says visit cdctest.gov to order free for additional free FDA authorized CDC um, COVID-19 tests. Um, uh, oh, sorry. I'm, I was reading. So every home in the U.S. is eligible to order four free at-home tests beginning November 20, 2023. If you did not order four tests earlier in the fall, you can place two orders for a total of eight tests. So 
If you haven't, please go on the CDC website. Um, as I said, again, it is uh, covidtest.gov and order your, your COVID test. Again, it's a great thing to have on hand. Um, I have several of them that are here for us at home. So at any given time, we can test ourselves. And I use it more for when I'm traveling. I'll test myself just before I get on a plane and then have one in my bag and test myself <laughs> just before I get back on a plane to come back from wherever I'm going. So it's just one of those things to keep handy. I know it sounds like we're being hyper about everything, but it's a good way to protect yourself and keep yourself healthy and you know where you stand um, in the event that you develop COVID and they're like, well, you could have brought it. I'm like, nope. See, I tested it before. I tested it. Wow. I took a test. <laughs> wow. That was teenage me right there. I tested it. Um, no, I took a test before I got on the plane and there I am. All right. So, um, so again, remember COVID-19, two to 14 days, you could have been exposed from somebody where this is the land of fairs and shopping and things like that. Please, if you have any um, thoughts that you may have been exposed or you, you're not feeling well, please do your due diligence and wear a mask. And again, carry hand sanitizer, clip it to your bag, whatever you need to do, um, especially when you're handling money. I know people are out there wearing gloves. That's a, a thing, again, that's your business. If that's what you want to do. Um, I'm not going there with the whole glove uh, thing. Wash your hands. Use your hand sanitizer and then be about your business. Especially if you're driving, wipe down your steering wheel. I think, and people have the habit of touching their steering wheel, then they're going to eat food in their car and then touch their steering wheel. How often do you wash that steering wheel? I digress. Um, uh, again, check your CDC recommendations on what you need to do when it comes to uh, seeking medical attention, when it comes to COVID. Um, but again, if you, if you don't feel like yourself and it just totally feels different, do yourself your due diligence and go to the hospital, go see your provider. I know there's a lot of people out there who don't because we do have that healthcare inequity. And I know we talked about that a little bit. Um, just be an advocate for yourself. And if you cannot advocate for yourself, please take somebody with you that can advocate for you um, because it, it's real. I know a lot of people don't want to admit the fact that we in 2023 have healthcare inequities and someone is being mistreated because of their color of their skin. Um, they are. So I would say, I don't want to say go in there and just be, you know, belligerent. I want you to go in and, and just be supportive. And if something doesn't sound right and you feel like, Hey, we need an x-ray. We need you to listen to their lungs and no one is doing that. Then that's your point. At that point, that's where you start saying, hey, 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 no, you need to listen to me. This is outside of their norm or this is outside of my norm if you don't have anyone to advocate for you. I've had friends call me. Um, they've gone to the ER by themselves and they were like, I know this is not me. What's happening? And then I'm on the phone with them and like, no, did you do this? Did they hydrate this? Did they do this? Did they run this test? And then, you know. I'm advocating from a distance, but I'm still advocating for them. And then I'm going back and following up and checking on them. So definitely want somebody in your corner. And again, I've always told people, if you don't have anyone in your corner, call me. Let me know what's happening. Um, 
excuse me, because I don't, I don't, I, I don't like to see anyone being mistreated. I don't care what color you are, what you do in your lifestyle. That's not my business. My business is you as a human being, making sure that you're getting the best treatment that you deserve and that you're due to, no matter where you come from, what walk of life. And that's truly, honestly, how I treat people. It doesn't matter if you're the homeless man that just came in off the ground from outside to the CEO of the hospital or the president of the freaking United States. I'm going to treat you the same. Case in point. And then last but not least, I know, I the flu took us a long time, but I think it was really important to talk about that because COVID has overshadowed the flu, and now um, we're forgetting about the flu season and what we have to do to take care of ourselves in the flu, so I think it was warranted. Plus, it leads into a lot of other things, so a lot of the, the treatments and a lot of the things to look out for goes along with this, so... RSV, right? RSV, if we have, if any of you have kids, RSV used to be one of the things we worry about with our babies, right? It's called respiratory sensitial, um, sensitial virus infection, RSV. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, people who have RSV, usually it shows up within four to six days after they've come in contact with some someone who has symptoms and it usually is a runny nose. You have a decrease in appetite, you're coughing, there's some sneezing involved, fever, and um, your lungs sound like you're having trouble breathing, what we call wheezing. And they the symptoms usually appear in stages and we usually see it in the very young infants. Um, and when we look at it in our infants, it's usually very, the baby is irritable. Un, you can't console them. They don't want to do anything and they have a difficulty breathing. Um, so definitely want to take care of that. Again, this is a vi all these are viruses. So you are not going to take an antibiotic for them unless it develops into a bacterial pneumonia. Then you'll get a bacteria, uh, uh, antibiotic. Otherwise you're going to be taking an antiviral medication, um, RSV, antiviral medication is not routinely uh, recommended for RSV, and most RSV infections do tend to go away within a week or two, um, but when you have individuals who have other issues with their health, RSV can be very serious for those individuals. So usually what we do is manage the symptoms. Fever and pain, we're going to take Tylenol or Motrin, anything over-the-counter, any NSAIDs. For our babies, please remember, do not give the babies aspirin, okay? Babies who get aspirin develop a disease, uh, a health condition called Rye syndrome. Rye syndrome, Ray syndrome is spelled R-E-Y-E-S. However you want to pronounce it, that's how what it is. Um, so don't give babies aspirin, please. Acetaminophen or ibuprofen are your common pain relievers and it can be over-the-counter stuff um, like a store brand it doesn't have to be Tylenol Motrin brand it can be store brand that's fine it works the same uh, drink plenty of fluids uh, definitely I'm a, I'm a big pusher of those electrolyte fluids um, you can make the electrolyte fluids at home it's just juice with you know, just sugar and, and salt <laughs> so water and you want to add a little 
flavor to it that's why but you don't have to go out and buy Pedialyte and Gatorade you can make it at home all right um please don't don't break the bank trying to do these things it, it may not taste the greatest but it does the same thing it's salt and sugar and water mix it up take a little swig there you go there's your electrolytes okay um, and please be mindful of individuals who have diabetes. Good Lord, let me say that. Um, because sugar in these electrolytes, even though you're trying to help build their electrolytes, you can cause them other issues. So please be mindful of the amount of salt and sugar that you put in there. Don't go hog wild and do all these crazy things. All right. <coughs> um RSV can cause other uh, infections as well, like bronchitis, which is an inflammation of the bronchioles and the lungs. It can lead to pneumonia. Um, it can also lead to, uh, it, it can be exacerbate anyone with asthma. Um, yeah, that's what I want to tell you about the babies. How do you get RSV? Um, it's from any of it. We see it a lot from kids in daycare because, again, little Tommy's running his hand against his nose and then going to play with toys. And little Julia goes to play with the same toys and then touches her face. And here we go. We got it spread through the daycare. All right. So definitely through there. And daycare providers, God love them, have been doing a great job cleaning the toys and things like that. But sometimes things can get missed and who knows what happens. And we as parents are busy during our days and sometimes we don't know we send our kids to, to school sick. Um, and I know a lot of us can play the devil's advocate. Like, no, you know your kid is sick and you send them to school every day. I just had this conversation with somebody yesterday. Um, and that very well may be true, but it's not for us to say what's happening. I know I've sent my kid to school sick and not knowing they were sick because in the morning they were just fine and then Something progressed during the day and they just went into a diral downward spiral. Um, so things can happen. So let's not go throw the blame game at parents and you send your kids to school sick. No, 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 no. Um, so it is a droplet. So from individuals who cough and sneeze um, and it gets in your, your mouth, your eyes. So you sneeze and it lands on an inanimate object and then somebody goes and touch that inanimate object and then puts it to their hand and face and voila. Um, you can get it from kissing anyone on their surface. Uh, you know, it's, it's just so many ways you can, you can get it. Um, individuals who have RSV are contagious for the first three to eight days. Um, and then maybe even two days beforehand, it, it really varies. Um, but again, if you have a weakened immune system, it's definitely going to hit you much harder and much, much faster than anyone else. Um, so definitely just look out for our kids. And as I said, uh, the children are, being, are getting RSV, but we're also finding that some of our older adults are also getting RSV as well. So... Um, definitely that. And there are vaccines for RSV as well. Uh, so definitely want to look into that <coughs> to see. Um, RSV, uh, for, talk about the vaccine. Adults 16 over, they have the RS vac RSV vaccine. Please ask your provider if you decide you want to take this vaccine. Again, it's your business. I'm not going to sit here and say you need to, you need to, you need to. Um, I, it's not for me to say. 
my job and my is to give you the information so you can make an informed decision based on the information you've been provided. Um, babies definitely uh, RSV antibodies um, are given to the babies, uh, and the, that that's all babies entering being born during RSV season um, will get vaccinated, or or the babies are given the vaccine um, between the first 32 to 36 weeks. Um, yeah. For mom, sorry, <coughs> I lost my train of thought. For mom being pregnant, if you are in that winter season during RSV season, 32 to 36 weeks um, pregnant during that September to January season, um, you may get the RSV vaccine if you so desire. Um, you know, that's your business. If you do not, again, that's your business. I'm not here to sell anything from any drug company or anything like that. No one's paying me to to tell you what to do um, even if they did I still wouldn't tell you to do one or the other because again it is your choice um, I do want to tell you to people who are at higher risk again infants young children and older adults are at the highest risk of RSV um, and anyone who has any autoimmune disease or immune immunodeficiencies or any comorbidities that they are living with like heart cardiac issues, asthma, excuse me, and also diabetes, you're at higher risk of developing RSV. Um, so definitely do your due diligence to protect yourself when you're going out into the community. All right. All right. Wow. Um, <coughs> pardon me. I have given you guys so much information um, I hope you're not on information overload. I just felt like I was going out in the community. I'm doing pop-up shots. I'm looking at people and I'm like, wow, we have really become lax in our hand hygiene, body hygiene. All the, I mean, I don't, mean, don't want to say body hygiene. I haven't gotten that close to anybody. I've been maintaining my six feet distance, so I haven't gotten close to anybody that much that I, I can tell whether you you showered or not and I don't want to get that close that you might need to know if you showered or not but be that as it may and and I can't even say that because um because of all the chemicals and, and things in a lot of the product a lot of people can't use a lot of products so I don't judge anyone if they come by and they smell like they ran through a gym they probably did shower and they just can't wear deodorant and that's okay I understand so um, but <coughs> anyways, I digress. Um, flu, COVID, influenza, the common cold. These are the things that we are living with. This is the season. And I thought, you know what? No time like the present to talk about this. We are going through so much. We're ripping, we're running, we're buying this, we're buying that. We're in the streets. We're taking care of all these things of everybody else. And we forget to take care of ourselves. And that's one of the things we have to look at. Because what happens is once we do decide to slow down, Everything hits us and that's when we become ill and I can say that because it's happened to me quite a few times that I've run myself literally to the ground doing all these things working all these hours and you know pushing the envelope to its, its stretching point and then when I finally get a moment to to take a breather and and sit still and be at one with myself that's when I get sick. Um, 
And so, yeah, <coughs> excuse me, that's what's happened. So that's what prompted me to talk about this today. And I thought it was, it was time, it was overdue. And I think we need to really have those conversations again, because those of us in the black and brown community, we don't talk about it enough. And we don't see a valid issue with us going in and, and seeing a doctor. It's like, oh, it's just a cold. But yeah, it, it could be, right? It could be a number of other things, but if we don't take care of it and do what we're supposed to do with it, it can get worse. And if we have other things that are going on with our health, physically and mentally, let's not forget those mental because you know what? Mind, body, and soul, all of those things are connected. So if your mind is not right and you are just constantly in that negative headspace and you know, you're downing yourself, guess what? That translates into your body. And then guess your body just starts to, you know, become what you're thinking. And then there you go in that unhealthy state. And you're just, you're, you're feeding that. And now your body's just like becomes it. And then you're down for the count guys. You're, you're just down for the count. And again, the most healthiest person can get sick too. So it's not to say that those of us who are out there eating right, working out, can't get sick. I mean, look at me. I'm eating. Um, I got a vegan diet and I work out like three times a week. And um, here I am with cholesterol issues and I'm like, what the hell, right? So it could be anything. So it's just take care of yourself. Take note of yourself. Go to the doctor when you're feeling your best. Check in to say, hey, I just want to let you know how I'm feeling. This is what I got. I feel great. I feel amazing. Thank you. And then, so if you get sick three to six months down the line, whatever, um, you got something to work with. You got a baseline. It's like, yeah, you were here six months ago. We did an EKG. It looked great. What's going on now? I see these PVCs. What's happening? What's changing your life? Because our mental affects our physical. All right? Our mental affects our physical, and you have to be mindful of that, please. All right. So, um, yeah. So with that, I'm just gonna leave you with that thought, right? Uh, so take care of yourself, take care of each other, and if you have not checked out WUBI and our lineup, please do. Please do. We have some amazing DJs that are on, and they are ripping up the airways. I'm telling you, I be jamming in here. Um, during the day, in the evening, the quiet storm, I tell you, I'd be having it, I'd be in my feelings. I'm I just, you know, feeling all kinds of things and reminiscing about the, the, you know, the teenage years and whoo, it gets to be a bit much in here. So, but, um, yeah, so just go ahead and, and just be about it and just tell, tell us know how you like it and tell us if you, if we're doing something that you love or if we can do something better, please let me know because we are all about being better for you, for ourselves, because we want to give you something that you will rock with. All right. This is your entertainment. Let us know what you need. All right. So I, Diana Collins, nurse practitioner, nurse educator, all about being authentic on this podcast. I can only be me because being somebody else, that shit was hard as hell. And I, I'm tired of wearing those masks. So I'm not going to be anybody else. This is what you get. So who I am on a day-to-day -day basis, that's who I am. See me out in the street. Say hi. You want to give me a hug? 
I'll give you a hug. I'm all about the hugs. Um, so just let me know. All right. And, and just take care of yourselves. Oh my gosh, please take care of each other. They are counting on us as a, a community to destroy each other. If we continue to just lift each other day in and day out, prove them wrong. That has always been my motto. Someone doubt me, I'm going to show you better than I can tell you. That's always been my thing, right? Family proves you, prove them wrong. Family say you can't. I'm going to show you better than I can tell you, right? You're doing your job. They say, oh, you don't know how to do that. You know, give me a day. I'm going to show you better than I can tell you. That's how it is. I'm an actress, right? I didn't know I could do that. I just stepped out there on faith and I say, I'm going to do this. And I'm very good at it. And I know what? And that's what I did. No, I don't think anyone believed that I could or I would. And I'm showing them because me showing them what I can do is better than me running my lips tell them what I can do. All right. Some things is left to is best left to keep to yourself and let people see it than for you to talk about it. I'm just saying. Anyways, so again. Take care of yourself. Take care of each other. If you have not checked out Divine Nubian Essentials, please do. We got the pop-up again, 1140 West Almeida in Tempe on Saturday, December 9th. And if you are out and about, please stop by Divine Nubian Essentials and say, Hey, I heard you on WUBI. I may give you a discount. Let's see what happens. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so yeah. And then you got Collins Education Resource Management. You can find us at Collins erm.com and definitely reach out if you know someone who needs help tutoring i just finished mentoring somebody um and i'm working with somebody now so let me know i'll be happy to help and again wubi thank you again for having me be a part of the family i appreciate you all dj balo <coughs> excuse me Moni, the infamous flame DJ Prime, all you guys, thank you so much. I appreciate you, appreciate you so, so very much. And if I didn't mention you, my apologies. Um, but you guys know you all family, WUBI, Ubiquity Radio Live. Please get the app, go online, listen to the radio, play in the background. Whatever you do, just be a part of it. Show some love and we'll show you love back. So with that, I'm going to say namaste, everybody. Mm -hmm.